is Gutterball. The Lebowski Deepcast. It does kind of remind me of like the line art of Picasso. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. Why don't we keep the whole million? Providing insight. This reminds me of uh, Walmart.horse. Commentary. Don't puff your chest out all hot saucily. And conjecture. The Supreme Court has <laughs> roundly rejected prior <laughs> restraint. <laughs> I think all systems go. Here we are. (sighs) Numero 102. Right, which is actually 103. Yeah, something like that. So now it gets a little confusing. A lot of ins, a lot of outs. Right. Threads in the old bratter's head. Oh, geez. Yeah, it was hard enough to tell like what episode corresponded to what minute value sometimes. Yeah, there's now a, we're really going to be all, all confused. Out of sorts, there's that fundamental disconnect because episode one is minute z- zero. Z- it ends with one colon zero. Ends zero. with one, right. Yes, exactly. Well, and that's something you have to deal with when editing video or film, too, because I'm a little embarrassed, but that was always something I had a problem with. It's like, okay, go to frame 24. All right. But is frame 24, is that starting at 24 or ending at, like, what's the time code for frame 24? Right. Because frame one starts at time code zero. Oh, I got you. You know what I mean? So it's always like, wait, wait, how do I do that? So frame, so it wasn't just called frame zero, make it easy on you. Well, it didn't start at zero, zero, colon, zero, zero, colon, zero, zero, dot, zero, one or something. No, it starts all zeros or it starts with like one hour, colon, zero, zero minutes, colon, zero, zero seconds, colon, zero, zero frames. Actually, it has to start at... Ugh, I'm weird, glad I didn't have to deal with weirdly, that. Weirdly, because of the 2997 things, they have to do some Ugh. frame trickery every so often to keep the frame it's numbers... It's like a leap frame or something. It's a leap frame, right, every so often. So, what I would do when I was printing programs back to tape, which I don't have to do anymore, thank fuck, I would start them at... So if you started your program at hour one, colon, minute zero, zero, colon, seconds, zero, zero, colon, frame zero, zero, it wouldn't be, it would be, the frames would be zero, two. And you didn't want that just because, fuck, you know, that's awful. Because you had to back time it because you needed, you know, a countdown and a little two pop, like two seconds before the program actually started. And then you needed... 10 seconds of black before the countdown, and then you needed at least 30 seconds of bars and tone before that. So you'd have to back time everything. So when you printed your show to tape, I would start it at, I would start it at hour nine, minute 58, seconds 40, and then frames like zero, zero, but it would really be zero, two, but it wouldn't really matter. You could just do it. And then, the program in my 
editing program would actually start at hour 10, colon, minute zero, zero, colon, second, zero, zero, and minute 10, they round it off nicely and they say, fuck those two extra frames. And that would actually start with all zeros. Hour 10, but then all zeros after that. So it'd be 9, 58, 40, 0, 0. And then you put all your bars and tone in black and countdown, two seconds black, show starts, and it could start on even zeros just because that felt right. But it took me a long time. It's like, go to frame, you know, minute 32 seconds, 58, frame 23. I'm like, well, is that frame? Do you mean 23? Anyway, it was confusing. And it's the same thing that's going on here. It gets a little. You've confused me. Yeah, it sucks. I don't have to deal with that too much anymore, so that's good. At least there's that. At fucking, least. Fucking tapes and film. All this physical yes. media, Brad. Yeah, now I know what you mean. But I will. Speaking. There's a, there's a certain comfort to it, though, because you can hold it in your hand, and if it gets fucked up, you can physically cut it and tape it back together. I'm that's sure you true. lose a little bit, but you don't lose, like, a 60-gig file and your whole movie's fucked. You know, right. you just lose a yeah. little bit. Yeah, that is why a lot of, uh, I know, traditional, um, both filmmakers and photographers, people working on film, like actual negative film. Well, I guess it doesn't have to be negative, but actual film. Right. I often hear them cite that. Yeah, you don't lose everything. Like, they feel like they're producing something that's physical in the physical world that could survive them. Correct. and That could be uncovered by archaeologists 200 years from now and be like, oh, what is this? And, like, look at it. Versus just a digital file. Right. Now, granted, I always feel like, well, you know, a digital file might, like you upload a photo to Flickr, that might be never lost. Yeah, but what happens when Flickr goes out of business? But, it, well, the Library of Congress will just take that all or it'll just sit on a, I mean, I, I feel like Flickr, this could be my naivete, but it is at this point like, some like it is like such a huge amount of data and of crowdsourced data that like it wouldn't just disappear. Do you ever f- like if nothing else, like the Library of Congress will get a copy of it before they like turn it all off? You're putting a lot of faith in the United States government, first of all. Second of all, do you ever feel like? So I was going to compare it to Wikipedia, but at least that's mostly text. Yeah. But Flickr, like the amount of data going on to that site is exponentially larger with each passing year, month, week, day. But storage becomes exponentially cheaper, so it kind of matches. Does it match? Um, Granted... Flickr costs a lot of money to run because it is so intensive and the bandwidth and the storage and the bandwidth is probably what gets them more than the storage. Well, I don't server know. farms and electricity and air conditioning and, yeah. you know, maintenance. Yeah. Jesus. But, but yeah, the, bandwidth, you think bandwidth outweighs all that? Well, because that's a recurring cost. Like I can upload a photo once. You can store it once. Here's my 20 megabyte photo. But then to transmit that 20 megabytes thousands and thousands of times, like as people are viewing it. Right, right. That that adds up. Yeah, shit. But that's like, that's a weird cost, isn't it? Like, why does that? That's just like business. They're just charging for it, like kind of abstractly. That's not. Well, like a hard cost, like the electricity to run your server 
mm-hmm. farm that's a that's a hard cost that's like they're the same thing. burning trees and coal and natural gas right. and they're fracking like those are hard well, costs I'm, yeah maybe i mean it does take electricity to run that bandwidth but then also but yeah. there is the issue of I mean, it is a limited resource. It's a series of tubes. So you're right. Those tubes, there's only so many tubes. So they got a charge to go on them. And there is a market at work, I suppose. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. You you delineated that way better than I did. But that's what I mean. It's kind of like it's uh, maybe not a totally soft cost, but kind of. You know what I used to listen to on physical media? Sticks. Boston. No. Third stage. Never. I that's never where they listen to any of those until long past the physical media stage. That's a little that's when they got a little weird. Their their first two albums were a little more solid, but, but I did cool. it's kinda listen. like the uh Kilroy was here, but sorry, go ahead. Yes? I did listen <laughs> to White Snake. Why'd you do a thing like that? You know, here I go again. Oh, that's it's a, a catchy good one. tune. Yeah, that's a catchy tune. Yeah, it's Here a catchy tune. Again, can you mouth horn that a little bit? Um, sure. No, I can't. I can sing it though. You? Why can't you mouth horn it? Just out of curiosity. Let me try it. I just can't make it happen. I don't hey, know. Hey, Bunny Lebowski, keep it down. Shit, yeah, Bunny. I meant to talk to you about that it's out last there week, howling. So, so hey. I, I, I got the gist. The gist. The mediums out there. Okay. That you have a Bunny Lebowski. Yeah, Bunny Lebowski lives with us now. Okay. That's pretty cool. She also has kind of a fucked up stomach. So. I was going to ask. You've got the, 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 the down low on that. Yeah, yeah. Got the down low. Um, yeah, it's got some stitches. A little weird surgery happened on her stomach. But that's so she doesn't have babies. And I don't think Tara Reed's fucked up stomach is because... I see. She didn't want to have babies. I think she just has a naturally fucked up stomach. Anyway, we got a new dog, and I was like, why don't we call her Bunny Lebowski? It's a little, like, terrier. It's a ratter. She's a ratter. She likes to chase little shits, you know, and follow them down holes and grab them by their little pink scaly tail and drag them out of there and then grab them by the neck and whip them around until their neck breaks. She's a ratter. I see. Charming. She's, she's pretty cute, though. She's pretty cute. I like her. She's a hellion. I see. Is this a, a rescue situation? Yeah, she was wandering around Baltimore for a while. So I see. Now she's oh, here. That's good. She has a home. That's good. Yep. Yep. She, um, she's a year old. She's fucking hyper. And uh, when I floated the idea of naming her Bunny Lebowski out there, I expected to be met with resistance. But everyone was all for it. You laid the groundwork with these previous 102 episodes. It took three years, but everyone was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, we like it. Nice. And my wife, her name is Leslie, you might know her, calls her Bun Bun Lebow Wow. That's her little, because you know... Like that XKCD, your names drift over time. You never actually call the animal its name. So it went from bunny to bun to bun bun to bun bun labow wow. I like it. Labow wow. Labow wow. Labow wowski. Sorry, am I boring you? A little bit, sorry. Let me just hang up. It's a fucking night, man. We'll just hang up now. 
Great app, man. Yeah, good app. Sorry, I've been listening well, to... Well, we'll save the white snake story for next time. <laughs> I've been listening to Too Much You Talking You Too To Me, where they did commentary on their own previous episode. And I was like, are you kidding me? That's pretty great. Yeah, I'm so far behind on them. Well... Although they apparently... They just had know. another one. Yeah. I think, Did you hear it? No, I'm I'm a purist. I'm start. I'm just working right. my way through. So it. you don't want me to spoil it for you. I know that you two was on the show. Yeah, I see it. It's like you two talking you two to or some whatever. It's funny. I like the show. It's just I can't believe that. Well, I texted you here. I'll bring it up. And what did you say? Because I said like I probably said something rather non sequitur. N- well, no, not totally. I said, um, uh, here, just stand by while I look it up. I'm looking through the pirate cruise pictures right now. I really want to get to this white Nick story, though. Yeah, you said that um, Tars died, which was bullshit. And I said, you talking you two to me did an episode where they revisited an episode of their own show? And you said, it's like there is no blue ocean left. <laughs> It's true. It's pretty true. kick-ass. Yeah. I love that. It's my new mantra. Mm-hmm. You just got to make the best of the ocean that you have in front of you. Well, that's what I mean. I know. Right? I know. Except for the fact there's none left. But you have ocean there. It's Everyone's filled... used it all up. No, they haven't. It's still there. It's just not blue anymore. It's kind of gray and well, shitty yeah, and garbage ocean. filled. But you got to find your little clear little area within all the shit. That's sure. all. I know what you meant. Don't undersell yourself and your. There is no blue ocean left. It's good. So did did you know that the video for Here I Go Again on My Own became memorable due to actress Tani Katane's appearance wearing white lingerie? In the video, she is seen prancing on the hood of White Snake lead singers David Coverdale's Jaguar XJ and massaging him while he is trying in vain to concentrate on driving. I'm. S- I hate that man. I'm semi aware. What when hot women in white lingerie massage you while you're trying to drive your sports yeah. car? It blows. I know what you mean. Get the fuck off me, bitch. We got time for that later. You know. I, I have a vague recollection of this white snake here. Yeah. You know so what? here's what happened to me. Oh, I wanted geez. to hear this song the other day. Okay. So you go I was to like, YouTube. I'm playing some, I was in the, I kind of drifted from sticks to like, what are some ridiculous songs of the eighties? Kind of. Like please, I was, please tell no, me like, there was no, a bridge between sticks and white snake. There was actually it wasn't sticks. I'm sorry, sticks didn't really factor in. It started Boston. with uh, Boston because there was that Boston conversation. See, we that's had. even worse. Boston and was, was like, less ridiculous than sticks. Yes, Boston was less ridiculous than sticks, except for maybe that like foreplay number that is the intro to whatever that other famous song they have is. Cool the en- cool the engines. No, Amanda. No. Uh, was it a song about vegetarianism? Um, long time. Oh, oh, okay. And it has line, that like, long kind of like organ. Yeah. 
And it kind of goes on like that for about four minutes. So would you classify that as mouth piccolo? Yeah, it was definitely not a mouth horn. I may have just invented a new <laughs> instrument, though. I'm pretty excited. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Fucking mouth piccolo, dude. I don't know that song, so, how you do it. It's not so, ringing any bells. I mean, I know the song, but mouth piccolo. Please, don't let me interrupt you. Here I go. So I play Here I Go Again. Yeah, good song. And it gets to the chorus, you know? Here I go, go again, again on my own. I got a story about Here I Go Again on my own, but I'll wait till you're done. Going down the only, only road, road I've ever known. known. Yeah. Like a drifter, like I a was. a hobo, I was born to walk alone. Like a hobo? I thought it was like a drifter. Like a hobo. What? I heard it. I was like, wait, what did. And Shut I was up. in the car with my wife. Her name, you may know her, is Christine. Oh, yeah. And we were like, wait, what did he just say? I'm like, I don't know. Is this some weird. Because we were already like, is this some weird version? Because it was kind of like different. Like the intro was like a lot longer. Yeah, that we sounds felt. like a weird version. And then we were like, okay, well, is it like a cover version or something? Thing. And I look and I'm like, no, it says White Snake. And I'm like, well, maybe again, this is like the non radio version that's longer. 22 million hits on this thing. He throws a hobo in there. What? Occasionally. But then he gets to again. And it's again, like a hobo, I was born. I'm Aww. like, like a hobo? Aww. That just doesn't, that's just not right. Like a hobo? It's Drifter. Well, plus, it's like such a poor choice. Compared just, to Drifter. Yeah, just for like, really, it's like not a like, song. It sounds stupid. Like a hobo. Like, you're, I'm at, like, okay, uh, Drifters are fucking cool, man. I can yeah. totally see David Coverdale as a cool Drifter. He's hitchhiking. I cannot see yeah. him as a hobo. Is that a like hobo? Like a little sack with a, with like a handkerchief tied to it and like a, Corn cob pipe or whatever the fuck. A drifter is a walking very walking down the train tracks. A very dude like person, you know. Yeah. A hobo, right? They're lost. No, for sure. Well, no, actually, that's not true. What? A hobo is a migratory worker, oh, homeless yeah, vagabond, yeah. especially okay. one who is penniless. Right. Unlike but- tramps who work only when they are forced to, and bums who do not work at all. Hobos are traveling workers. Okay, but hobo. So the dude is a bum, correctly as the as the Big Lebowski labels him. But language evolves over time, and I don't think hobo any longer has that connotation. Hobo right. is synonymous with uh, tramp or homeless. Yeah, even I think the, with the same two letters. Those uh, I think those uh, distinctions are kind of lost, right? They've been transmuted. Is that the right yes. word? Like a hobo, I was born to walk alone. So he's technically so here's correct. What happened? This song was originally recorded and released in 1982. Oh, the are you shitting me? We know is from they re-recorded it and and really re-released it in 1987, and that is the version that we know. Holy and he changed shit. the word hobo to drifter because he was concerned people would think would think he was saying homo. It was a very homophobic time. I know. The mid-80s. Well, I have to say, it AIDS worked for them because there. I think it was a huge improvement. I don't think we would know the song if they would have kept it as yeah, hobo. Yeah, like a hobo. It just would not have resonated with people. Well, it would have, like, if, if it were like, red lights would start flashing, like, 
like, that's your a mind. really great. That's a really rocking song. Except he says hobo. Talking about hobos, and you, you wouldn't point. be able it's to get past weird. it, you know. And it'd be like, nah, fuck that song. He says hobo. That's stupid. Yeah. But yeah, Drifter, Drifter's cool. That's like a Bon yeah. Jovi type of lyric. It's, yeah, hell yeah. Huh, I had no fucking idea. Neither did I. So it was really uh, enlightening. I had to like, yeah, look this up. We were, our minds were twisted by this. Yeah, that's crazy. Because we're rocking out to Whitesnake. Like a hobo. Like a hobo. I was, I was born to walk along. Like, what? What the fuck? What happened? That's- a hobo. <laughs> It was born to walk alone like a hobo. Like All a right. Hobo. Like hobos are so fucking metal, Adam. You and, don't know. <laughs> and hobos, let me get this straight. Hobos do have a singular purpose. They're looking for like low paying, but whatever jobs that they have to travel at, around to find. I, I guess. Yeah. They're like, they're like a migrant worker, I guess. They have a purpose without a home. Yeah. But they're they're also like scummier than a drifter. Um, yeah, I think so. Even the preferred- I mean, I'm not sure what a drifter might do. I mean, I think a drifter, hey, a drifter might just be anyone who's drifting. So maybe a tramp or a hobo. Yeah, I don't know. I think a tramp has crimes on the mind a little bit, and like a Could drifter, be. he's just cruising along, like. He's not going to fuck you over. He's got a guitar strung to his back, you know, and he's looking for a ride. He just wants to get to the next town. Maybe do some work, mm-hmm. maybe not, but just like hang out and experience things, experience people. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets tired of it, he's going to move on. You know, I could become a tramp if I wasn't so attached to the trappings of modern life. So imagine going out there on your own two feet and just be like, I'm just going to walk. From place to place for the rest of my life. I'm pretty clear now, I think, on what a hobo is and what a drifter is. But can you please help me understand what a tramp is then? A tramp is a long-term homeless person who travels from place to place as a vagrant, traditionally walking all year round. Huh. Okay. So, again, the difference is a tramp will avoid working. Like, he only... I'm guessing he only works as as little as he needs to, only enough to support his tramping habit of just kind of seeing the world on foot. Well, it's sustenance. Yes. And then whereas a hobo is specifically, he's interested in all the work he can get. Yeah, that, I'm not he's into that. He's moving in order to, like, get more work and, you know, build up his hobo cred. See, why would Klaus von Winst even put hobo in the song originally if like because apparently he knew the definition of that he's not going around looking for all the work he can possibly get is he right i don't think so i mean again he was just using it yeah just a poor choice like you have to write that down like a hobo i was born to walk alone i mean and it's just like no it doesn't quite have a good ring to it Maybe in 1982, it had a slightly different yeah. ring. And his Coverdale, I mean, I assume he's British, right? So again... His that's, name is fucking Coverdale. Yeah, I guess. So, I mean, I assume maybe, again, it's a difference in uh, connotation and in cultural uh, 
you know, cultural relevance in, in Britain, maybe. Maybe they're like hobo does invoke like drifter less it, than here. A ho- here, hobo is kind of like comical. Like a kid's dressed up as hobos for Halloween, right? Definitely. Uh, my daughter, Jules, you might know her, it, mm-hmm. was obsessed with hobos like two, three years ago. <laughs> Oh, really? All about hobos. Hobo this, hobo. I saw a hobo. Oh, is that a hobo? Like, we'd be driving. And they would either be a homeless person or maybe even just somebody walking along the road. Like, just going to the grocery store, but maybe they weren't dressed in, like, a fucking suit or something. Is that a hobo? You know? Obsessed with hobos. And she did fucking go as a hobo or wanted to. She may have changed. She changes, like, ten times leading up to the grand holiday that is Halloween, mm-hmm. but really wanted to go as a hobo one year. And I think she compromised and went as like, she went as a, like a prisoner zombie one time, and I think she went as like a hobo something, like a combo. She can never make up her fucking mind. Yeah. But yeah, obsessed. So maybe there is a little uh, uh, hate to say it, but whimsy to a hobo? There's definitely whimsy. Well, there's like the hobo clown, like a clown dressed as a hobo. That's a typical image, right? And I don't like those clowns. That's what I think of first and foremost when I think of hobo. Like I realize that right now. Like when I think of a hobo, I think of the hobo clown. So I think of a you know a guy and like he's kind of wearing like a uh, pants and he has a sport jacket on maybe that doesn't fit him. It's a little too big and it has like patches on it. Yes. But then he has a red nose and like the white mouth with the black outline sad face and he kind of has a sad face yeah not a happy face like it, that's what i'm thinking so that's what i'm picturing white snake singing about and he's very shabby yes shabby shabby is all get out not like he is dirty but that's not the first word like a bum they're just filthy mm-hmm. like a like a hobo 10 years ago maybe he looked all right but he's kind of got the same thing. He's still trying to pull it together, but he's just too fucking shabby. He's like, why? Why aren't things working out so well for me? I'm trying. I'm just a hobo. I'm just a hobo. Fucking like a hobo. So are you ready for my white snake story? Or should we save it for another time? No, let's load on. This is a white snake episode. Let's go. All right. I mean, we've had the sticks episode. Now it's the very special White Snake episode. Very special. Um, so I'm going to say this was this is like 1989 or 90, probably 1990. Now it was like eighth grade. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just so here's the thing. I don't know if I should use first names and last names of people I'm going to talk about, even though it was like 25 years ago or something. What what's your What's your thought on that? What, what do you think? What's the, what's the protocol here? I mean, I'm in like eighth grade. Can I use first mm-hmm. name, last name? Doesn't matter. I don't know. I don't know. It is hard to say. Because we have... Go with it. Go with... No, you don't need first... Just first name is good enough. All right. So me and Joss Whedon, we're in school together. There's only like, you know, 17 to 20 people in our class. So mm-hmm. limited number of hot girls. We had... I'm going to count them. We had Beth. Melissa, Denise, Anna, um, Charity. Okay, Charity. Um, Charity. It's a good name. It's a good name. 
kind of bitch, though. So made her less hot. Sometimes that can make you more hot, but it just made her less hot. Yeah. Uh, so oh, shit. Um, no, 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 no. Laura, of course. Six. Yeah, I mean, if you were stretching it, maybe Sarah. Maybe, maybe. Actually, that's a pretty good ratio. Seven. There were only five dudes. Seven out of twelve that were decently hot. Hot to decently hot. Okay. Pretty good ratio. That's more than half. But anyway, you know, there were so few people in our class, and most of them you you fucking knew since kindergarten or first grade. And anytime you got some fresh blood in, it was like, thank fuck, there's a new person, a new girl. Is she hot? Please be hot. But, you know, it's rare. So it's like, the shitty thing, I feel like we talked about this all the time. But, you know, when I vomited on the carpet in kindergarten during nap time, well, everybody remembers that when I'm a senior. When I had a bloody nose in third grade and I thought maybe if I put my face directly down on the desk and put my hands on either side and made a little cone of shame around myself as the blood leaked out into a puddle on my desk. I could just sit there until the end of the school day and everybody would leave and then I could mop it up with some paper towels. Everybody remembers that. Everybody remembers the time Billy Brownlee, oops, (laughs) whatever, Billy Brownlee had a booger on his shirt. It's like, oh yeah, you're the guy who had a booger on his shirt in like sixth grade. Great. Well, that sucks. Yep. It's all over now. It's done. You're done. You just need to move to a different state. But anyway, Beth was really hot, but uh, just... (sighs) Prudish? I don't know what the right word is here. She was cool. She was all right. But just very, like, uh, I don't know. She would talk to people. Just, I guess, I guess prudish and unsure of herself a little bit. And it's like, you're fucking hot, man. And anyway, it was like eighth grade. And she was like, you know what song I really like that really just speaks to me? (laughs) I think you know. Um... I, I'll give you five guesses. The first three don't count, but if you can get somebody to guess the right answer out of those first three, I'll let you have the other two guesses. <laughs> now this is getting complex again. Um, Do you really know, not know what song? Did I Lady? Go? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Here I go again on my yes, own. Yes, okay. I I forgot that was the what got us into Was it really story. that long ago? It does seem a little bit long ago. <laughs> Fuck. For me, man. I've gone places. I know you've seen things. You've seen attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. Seen sea beams glitter in the dark by the Tenhauser Gate. I know all of these memories will be lost in time like tears and rain, but Joss Whedon and I were like, that's your theme song, the one you play at night when you're all lonely and alone? Here I go again on my own? We can help you with that, dude. Just say the word. We're right here. We can be with you on all those lonely nights. Seriously? Here I go again on my own? You don't have to be on your own. I will be with you. <laughs> what? <laughs> we can walk alone together. Like two hobos. Like two hobos, Beth. But it's just that mind-boggling thing where you perceive someone as one way, and 
it's like that blinding flash of realization, like, holy shit, they think that they are pathetic and disgusting. Are you shitting me? <laughs> you know? I think we all suffer from that to some, maybe not all of us, I think most people suffer from that to some degree or another. Like, a distorted view of themselves, either too high or too low, but I think for a lot of people it's way too low. I don't know, it's just like, that was an eye-opening experience, like, maybe the hottest girl in class was like, yeah, I just can't get anybody, Ugh. just gonna be by myself. That's because... Yes. People ha- people date on their same level. And there was nobody in class. So if you're like level. an 8.2 on the hotness level, you date somewhere between like 8.0 and 8.4. Yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with this scale. So if you're only so many people in the class, it might be hard. Like like she might have been in an 8.9 and there was no one else in that in that range. Maybe the hottest uh, guy you said there was only five guys. There was an eight point nine, Andy Ziegenfuss. I can say his names. So I don't give a shit. But so he was. Uh, was he available? Off and on. You never know. Maybe she. You know that was her only. He made chance that it didn't work out. He went out with her. He went out with all. See, of them. see there, it worked at some point. Yeah, he tested the waters. He tested all those waters. Yeah, but meanwhile, his last name means goat's foot, so whatever. Yeah, but now, but like, you know, when it's Ziegenfuss, that's just kind of exotic. <laughs> they all have them lining up. Blonde and bronze he was. It's a beautiful, beautiful boy. Have we exhausted the white snake talk yet, or? Um, well, no. Do we need because, to celebrate their entire catalog? Da- well, David Coverdale. He is fucking British, by the way. He is British, and up. he's also the singer from Deep Purple. I had no fucking clue about that. You are that. fucking killing me right now. Really? I'm yeah. embarrassed that I did not know that. No, me neither. When you were, wa- when you were watching this guy get massaged by a model in lingerie, it was... You're watching... Yeah, Deep Purple. I don't know. It's weird. But only for three years, so that was not Smoke on the Water... Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Could be true. I boy, is that what it says? Only three years. Yeah, seventy three to seventy six. So I think he was a replacement for, um, I don't know Deep Purple that well. Whoever the fuck the original one was. Yeah, because Smoke on the Water was before seventy three, right? Smoke Why am on I the asking Water you? was on the nineteen. 19- it's their 1972 album, Machine Head. Yeah, it was just before that. And it was right around there, but... Yeah, he was not there for their big shit. Yeah, I guess... I guess not. So it's not quite as... Quite as... Quite as strange. Ian... Ian Gillen? Was their original singer? Okay. Yeah, the lead singer and lyricist for Deep Purple. All right, yeah. so so that makes it a little better. Yeah, a little better, but still, you know, Tommy Shaw was not an original member of Sticks, but oh, I know that just, very well. They just assume they just. But assume he was added he in pretty soon, though. Not really. Nineteen late nineteen seventy five. He wasn't in the studio sessions for Equinox. Oh, know, okay. Um, Kurlewski bowed out of the Equinox tour and they had to find somebody pretty quick. They got Tommy. So he finished out the tour 
And then he was on the first studio album he was represented on was Crystal Ball in 76. So, you know, you had five albums before he yeah, ever showed up. How many up. do they have now? Well, 78. That's not true. They're not the fucking uh, Temptations, man. That really, Smith. Really, they only had, if we're going to be like purists about this, they had uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven, and you could argue really eleven in their quote unquote prime. That's it. And then if you start counting like edge of the century and all the bullshit that came after that, whatever. But it's really it, they, those don't fucking count, man. Some of them Tommy's not even on. It's just like JY representing. It's like, nah, man. JY. <sighs> so, JY. I think it's... Want to do a shout-out? Please. All love, right. Love me some shout-outs. I'm going to uh, try to see who might be listening right now. Oh. With this... Uh, I have this new uh, special uh, Cerebro attachment. Is it... <laughs> Is that hooked up to your fucking face? It is. Jesus. It's over my whole is this fucking like skull cap. Clockwork orange and it's like folding your eyelids open. That's exactly what it's doing. Holy shit. And I can see about seven people listening to this episode. This is awful. The things you do, man. This Yes. I don't even want to well, listen. I have to pick one to give a shout out to. Well, I and thought I that's see... what the beep boop beep boop beep didn't it pick for you? What the fuck are you paying <laughs> for this for? All the little uh little dots showing up on the map. And it didn't like land on one and say do this one? Alright. It didn't. I'm left to do all that heavy cognitive labor, you know? Uh, so it just identified them. Here, let me I'll try it again. Alright. Cause I think it should Okay, there we go. Because that last tone is higher pitched. It seems like that's maybe you just that's missed the it. One. That's the it one. It went through all of them, and then there's the last one. It picks. All right. Well, who is it? I'm dying it's to know. Arcadius Zielinski. Arcadius Zielinski. Hi, Arcadius. What's up, Arcadius? Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, bud. Awesome. So awesome. he didn't say anything to us. You're. Mind's effort just no, picked it just out. No, he's just out there listening. Uh, you know, you should contact us. Let us know uh, how you like the show. That's a little creepy. You're like uh, Big Brother, Brad. How do you know this shit? Totally Big Brother. Through time and space and the internet, I can fold it. That's as long as I have these little fucking toothpick things holding my eyelids open. <laughs> can you take them out yet? Or right, you have I'm going to gonna take them out right now. It's enough. It's enough. Oh, shit. All right. Let's get out the show. Maybe we should play the minute now. <laughs> Do we have any revisits? That was fake. I just tried to fake, like, you taking the toothpicks out. It was a good fake, though. I think that they're a little more advanced than that. They kind of come out pretty painlessly. It's putting them in that hurts. Um, Revisits. Uh, You know what? I don't. All right. Well, we did spend two episodes on the last minute, so... It would be shame on us if we actually had a revisit, if you think (laughs) think about it. Good point. (laughs) Let's just fucking play this. All right, let's play this minute. Got a day Wednesday, baby! 
cracking. The whole concept of age. I mean, many learned men have disputed this, but in the 14th century, the Rambam, he like... Revisits. We got the minutes. We got uh, shit. Cars on fire. Yeah. Techno they music. This fucking car. They want the money, Lebowski. Otherwise, we kill the girl. It's all here. This is it. It's coming to a proverbial head. Yeah. This is kind of like the sex. Because again, we talked about the confrontation with the big Lebowski, the titular Lebowski being the climax. But it wasn't. Well, this is kind of like a secondary climax. I feel like the Big Lebowski is the complete foil for the dude in in most ways, and that was probably he was the main antagonist. I don't know. Start trying to break this down, but the nihilists are kind of like a secondary, and this is again to kind of like I think just you know again they have to to seal up that that little uh, plot thread. Mm, Although if they didn't do it, no one would have noticed. I'm going to have to go ahead and kind of disagree with you there. Oh, okay. Because the nihilists are the ones threatening violence. Mm -hmm. They are the scarier antagonist. They're scarier. Yes. They're the ones who kidnapped. They're the ones who broke into his house and threatened to cut off his Johnson. Mm -hmm. But he didn't pee on his rug. No, but that's, as far as violence goes, that's pretty passive. Like, the Nihilists, when they're smashing things and throwing marmots into his tub, and they burned his car, they got swords and weapons and cricket bats. Yeah. So I think, like, this is the more direct threat to the dude, which makes it more of an active antagonist? Actagonist? And the titular Lebowski more- is the passagonist. Maybe. I mean, I agree with you. That well, the- no, there's definitely an act of and passive angle here. I think because the big Lebowski is a, or or because the dude is a, is a bum, so to speak. Yeah. And I think having him go against this person who has achieved, even though it turns out it's just all a fucking show, which is an ultimately how that gets resolved. Right. Oh, yes, but I would counter that that gets resolved when the dude is in his post-coital glow with Maud. Well, he realizes it and then confronts him. Right, but that's when it's resolved. He's like, oh, this guy isn't shit, and then Maud confirms it. So, like, the confrontation is pretty much, like, over. It's very... The climax with the titular Lebowski is a very anticlimactic climax. But these nihilists... The car is there, it's on fire, they got swords, and techno music, and helmets, and leather, and they're not taking 
That you know, is true. You know, so it's and it does have a it, there is a dramatic showdown. Yes, this is the high noon three on three, you know, showdown at the OK Corral. Mm-hmm. And I think you got to remember back to the first time you saw it, and it's like shit. Maybe they were wrong after all. Maybe these guys like really are out for blood and are gonna like. I didn't know if they were all just gonna get. Like, chopped in half. You really didn't know. It's easy for us to sit here 17 years later, having watched it 276 times, and be like, eh, they're no threat, big deal. But you gotta put yourself in their shoes. Like, Walter's the only one who's like, you can kind of see him surveying the scene, and he's being very Mm -hmm. tactical about it. But, like, the dude and Donnie, like, we would be our kind of like, oh, shit. Like, Donnie, definitely. And the dude, like, he's a little frustrated by their lack of understanding of the nuances of the kidnapping situation. But other than that, he's like, okay, we're getting out of this easy. Like, let's just walk away because they might cut us with a sword. Yes. That's your response. Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay, so you just agree and then we move on. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Good. Well, that was easy. Nothing. I expected some vehement argument no i can't really i can't really argue with with this with what you're saying um i, I think what you were saying well because i don't want to put words I mean, in I your mouth thematically but the, there's a there's a difference in well this is definitely more but at the same time these nihilists they don't believe in anything and they are themselves somewhat lazy but they're kind of I don't know. Like, are they also like, what is their philosophical relation to the dude, I guess? And is it kind of like showing they are two notes on the guitar string that are too close together? So close, but not close enough that they're dissonant. Yeah. A lot of their ethoses um, overlap, but not enough to be in harmony. It's just dissonance. Mm hmm. Because where they would resort to violence and setting cars on fire and bringing swords and guns around, the dude would never do that. Well, partly because it would be too much work. Yeah, and the nihilists, like, like, fucking, what, brought gas and, like, matches. Right. Like, that was a lot of work. And, might I add, visual note, they must have moved the dude's fucking car, because if you look at it, it's not lined up in any space whatsoever. Right, right. It's just out there, so they must have, like, rolled it around. Did the dude keep his car in neutral? Or, like, with the keys in it? Maybe. It got stolen before, right? Yeah. He probably Anything's just leaves the keys in there. possible with this thing. Yeah. Yeah, so they had to move it and set it up. Like, they staged this car torching event. Okay, then there's, yeah, there's the three, uh, three bikes. Yes, they're red bikes. next to it. And then you have these nihilists, which are interesting because they go from like super tall to regular size to a little short. Oh, poor Flea. Well, they call him Flea for a reason. <laughs> they do. How tall do you think he is? If only we lived in an age where you could just. Yeah, there's no way. Listen, that. we're not going to look it up. All right. No, we're not doing Don't that. Don't do it. Although if you type it in, I'm sure it'll five give you. Five foot six. Five six, huh? Whereas Anthony Kiedis, I love. I typed in flea height into Google, and it gives yeah. me flea's height, but it also five, gives nine, me the rest of the chili peppers. 5'8", Chad Smith, 6'3". <laughs> That's in that little special area that you were talking about. 
Right. Love it. Five, six. Boy, that is short. It's a little short. Kick-ass bassist. Yeah, very kick-ass bassist and has a, you know, the right kind of attitude, I think, for this world. Not I really a, appreciate that. I do, too. Not afraid to show his penis. Sock no. or no sock. You shouldn't really be afraid to show that, I don't think. It's just a part of your body, dude. Yeah, there's nothing. I show my fingers. Exactly. That's an appendage. Why are we I so... I not agree you know, with you more. It's just cultural, man. It's bullshit. Why aren't we out there showing our penises? Could you imagine... A penis-filled world? I don't think I'd love that, actually. I kind of don't... actual... I don't really like penises. I don't even like my own penis. Comes from Christian upbringing. Probably. I feel sorry for you. You should see what an actual flea's penis looks like, though. Fleas have penises? You've got to be shitting me. Fleas have penises? Do they mate with penises and vaginas? Um, You're making me... I think it's technically probably like a cloaca or whatever on the female, but... I'm on to you. I'm going to search flea penis, and it's going to show me flea's penis. I'm not doing it. I don't want to see flea's penis. I don't think it actually shows that. Do I have to do flea insect penis? Are they insects? I just did flea penis. I'm doing and it's flea pretty awesome. insect penis. Flea insect penis. What am I looking at? I'm just looking at a flea. Well, there's no... I'm not... Got this severed... What? I just... Jesus... What does this become? Oh, is it the thing on the back there? The curly thing that's tucked inside their body? And what does it come out? Here, I'll send you. Oh, goody. (laughs) This is horrible. (laughs) Let's just go on with the show. All right, well, send it to me. We'll go on with the show, but I'll check it out when I have a moment. There it is. Okay, great. What have we become? Technically, that's a damselfly penis, but it's the same thing. So very... It's a a better picture. That's an elaborate penis. It really is, isn't it? What do all of those little protrusions accomplish? Holy shit. I'm, you know what? I'm not afraid to admit I was wrong. I'm glad you sent that to me. Fucking A, that's an impressive member. Johnson? You mean, you know the guy? Maybe that should be our only link for this episode. That's damselfly penis. Shit. Like, this is what I imagine. So I just read, I follow science porn on Twitter. Mm -hmm, And I just mm -hmm. read that I think it's hippopotami, male hippopotami. In order to attract a mate and impress the females, they shit and piss, which basically comes spraying out. And then they whirl their tail around in a propeller fashion and it sprays it everywhere and that's oh, like yeah. their sex dance like look at all my shit and piss i've like, seen that shit and pits fly everywhere i didn't know that i didn't know that was part of mating it's a mating ritual so i i feel like this whatever you call this thing penis colored sim whatever like these are like to spread around the do you even call it semen? Whatever it is. The male sex parts. The male sex units. This is to spread them around somehow. Like it comes out the tube and then all these things go like and spray them around everywhere. Who knows, man? 
I'd love to see a little video of how that works. Yeah, I, I don't know if such a thing exists. Maybe. It's like somebody's got to be into that, like, insect porn. Well, they had to, like, you know, just to get a picture, like a still image, right? Had to use, like, a scanning electron microscope, so. Yeah, they're pretty tiny. Well, I mean, you can get two of them. You'd have to, you know, be very clear about the rules and, like, you'd have to block it out for the fleas so they wouldn't go out of the range of the thing. But I think you could get it, probably. Now I have a question. If I search White Snake, here I go again. Is this the 1987 version or the 1982 version with 22 million views? I I don't know. So well, how did you find it? You weren't looking for some bullshit I looked it version. up on Spotify. Actually, we were in the car. Oh, okay. But if it says so, this one that shows up here, I go again. White Snake. It says album Saints and the Sinners released 1982. So that's probably like a hobo then. Well, maybe. Or you think they went back and remastered and they just put the original release date? Yeah, that's what I don't know. That's what I wonder. It would depend on... See, this is copyright 87. Yeah, it's Watani Katane. This isn't it. Yeah. But, I mean, they did make a video for the 1982 version. So if you did, here I go again, 1982, I bet it would show up. Yeah, here it is. It's in there. The video. Or you could just watch the lyric video. Well, pretty good, is, pretty good stuff. This is good shit. Good radio. Good shit. Too. Let's good keep radio. Uh, looking at YouTube. Uh, so, yeah, those nihilists and a flea, um, tall to small. How do you think they set that car on fire? Uh, it's good a question. It's a pretty even spread of flames, like from front to back. Do you think he used one of his bottles of Jack Daniels? That he seems to have all around all the time. Mm, I don't know. I it, don't know if that would be enough. Be a sh- Well, I think it would be enough, but it would be a shameful waste of whiskey. Yeah, true. Because he'd have to, like, it's very, he dumped something on it. Yeah, to, definitely. To get that even flame pattern. But here's my concern. These are my concerns, dude. Yes, is yes. that you know that the dude is not driving around with a full tank of gas. And while at, you know, first pass, that might seem like a good idea because there's less fuel to combust. When you have very little gas in your gas tank, that just means it is turned into, instead of an incendiary device, an explosive device. Because now your tank is filled with fumes and very little liquid. So I'm very concerned about this fucking car being on fire here, knowing that the dude's probably got, like, less than an eighth of a tank of gas right. in there at all times. Unless, well, maybe that's what, maybe they siphoned the gas out of his own car. But even worse, then there's even less in there. Right. More fumes. More fumes. But if it's only fumes, is that still a, com- a bomb-like combustion? Very, very much so. Well? I have some experience with this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey the eyebrows grow brack go brack they don't go brack how are you gonna pay for those rocks sorry they do go grow go brack grow back once you go brack you never go back Back. man once you go grow back you never go Brack. brack right 
That's Once it. they grow back, you're never going to go back again. Hell no. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I got to write that one down. Oh, God. It's the worst. This is our worst episode ever. What about, okay, 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 okay. We haven't even touched on the Rambam, though. I don't know what that is. I know Walter says it. Yeah, Walter says it. Rambam or Rambam? Rambam. Sorry. Rambam. You say Rambam, I say Rambam. <laughs> yeah, Rambam. Thank you, man. I don't know. It's horrible. It's like a Flintstones character. Rambam. Yeah. No, the whole concept Carries of Carries the club around. Many boom, learned boom, boom. men had disputed this. <laughs> Since the 4th century. The 14th century. But 14th the Rambam. Or 4th. I think it says the whole concept of age. I mean, many learned men have disputed this, but in the 14th century, the Rambam dot 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 trails off as he notices the car on fire. The Rambam. Why do you think they're talking Rambam. about the concept of age? Yeah, I don't know. See, you mean because I was looking for this and I couldn't find anything specifically related to the Rambam and and the concept of. age. Age. You can say Rambam. I won't make fun of you anymore. Well, no, I'm, I'd like to say Rambam. Okay. If I can force myself. It takes me a second to do well, it, Don't though. do it if it's going to be a problem. Well, I'll try my best. All right. No promises. Okay, that's all we can ask. So no no reference to the Rambam and age in particular. So what's the Rambam all about? So he is... The, um, He's Polish Catholic, obviously. I didn't mean to throw you there, but you threw me a little bit. Whoa! But no, he was, um, yeah, a uh, scholar. Florida? Jesus, what? He was a rabbi, physician, and philosopher. Tenter hooks here, Brad. He was born in present day Spain, but he were he was mostly active in Morocco and Egypt. Oh, so he's a Spanish Catholic Muslim. Yeah, although most Jews greeted his writing on Jewish law and ethics with acclaim and gratitude, even as far off as Iraq and Yemen. And although he rose to become the revered head of the Jewish community in Egypt, there were also vociferous critics of some of his writings. So he's particularly in Spain, Spanish Catholic Muslim Jewish. He's a well-rounded fuck. Yeah. Wow. Nice work, Rambam. So what's he all about? That I can't tell you. Why? I mean, he I did promise a lot I won't of work tell on the Torah and analyzing it and had a lot of, you know, writings about theology and... He's a historical analyst. Everything. Historical and religious analyst. Yeah. So, I mean, again, if you're going to be studying Judaism... Yeah, they and, all come from the same fucking place, Torah Brad. law... And everything else, you're gonna want to be checking out the Rambam. Hey, Jews, the Rambam. And, Jews and Muslims, you know, it's like nihilists and the dude. They're too similar to ever get along completely. Yeah. There's a lot of history there that overlaps. You know, it's like brothers. Brothers fight the hardest and most intensely. But the thing is, you gotta come back around then and love each other again. So probably the dude and Walter went on to become friends with these guys after Walter bites his ear off in the next episode. Hopefully. Is that in the next episode? 
I think so. Well, it depends. It might even be two episodes, because I was surprised looking at this. It goes on for a while. Might be two to three episodes, depending on how we play it. Oh, that's true. Because we're making good progress today. We're not making very good progress. The rom-bom. Hey, Carter Burwell, Brad. Yeah, his music is here. This is the second original piece that we have. Right. From Carter Burwell. Well, and, yeah, this is on his website. We, we oh, heard this yes, before. Yes, 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 yes. Right. Because we're forgot. like, what is this weird techno shit? And I was like, oh, it's the Nihilist. It's right. actually from their... It's actually uh, from their 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 album Autobahn. What what's the track title? Do you remember? Oh shit, man! Now come uh, on, come on. Well, I remember. So his first track that we heard in this movie was called "Dick on a Case." Dick on a Case. I, I remember that. And that's when Defino shows up, and he's got that like sort of like jazzy big bandy thing going on in his little VW Bug. Mm-hmm. And there was some debate as to whether that was diegetic or not. It was obviously diegetic, but there was some weirdness with the volume decreasing when the dude slammed the door because the windows open. It shouldn't have, whatever. But that was Carter Burwell's first original track in the movie. And now we see, or we hear, second original track. And presumably, the nihilists are playing this song from their... <laughs> uh, album from their band Autobahn mm-hmm. album called Bed of Nails the English translation being Bed of Nails is that right not the English translation well I mean it was just Autobahn well no but it had a or do you mean this the, track was called no the album name. wasn't the album name called Bed of Nails that might have been um Oh, yeah, Autobahn was the group. You're right, you're yeah. right. Bed of Nails. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, you're Sorry. killing me here. Boom. Right, but it's in... It, no, Noggled Bed. Sorry, right, which means geez. Nail Bed. Nail Bed, yeah, Nail Bed. Right. And this was... This track here was called... And I'm going to ruin the German okay, it's okay. translation, it's but... Okay. No Germans. I know we have some listeners in no Germany. No Germans listen to this shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm just afraid to just embarrass myself just so much. Do it. But it's... We Globen. We globbin, so us nails, Which, nail of people. According to uh, people nails, Google Translate it means as believe. We globbin, we believe. No, we globbin. We globbin, we globbin. Is it two words? It's two words. Huh. As believe. I could ask my wife. Her name is Leslie. You might know her. She took german for a while oh yeah so i'd have to eh, it's all the way in the other room though yeah pretty far well maybe we can revisit next time yeah so as da sorry damn it otherwise we kill the girl well we wouldn't want to do that um there is some debate and i'm gonna need to i'm sorry i is it possible this is as woefully (laughs) Unprepared as I have ever been for an episode, yes, which would place me high in the running for least prepared gutter balls wide. But I feel that there might be some issue that I might take, some issue mm-hmm. that I might take with the ref- 
reflection of the car fire in Walter's glasses. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm not prepared to discuss it because I was in a bit of a hurry. I was talking to my cousin for a while, and I didn't have time to really get into the flames. So it's going to have to be a revisit. But I'm just warning you. It's going to happen. Okay? Okay. I can't do it now. I am ready. Stop forcing me to do it. I don't want to talk about it. Next time. Next time on Gravels. I'm writing it down. Walter's glasses fire. Not all caps. I'm not yelling at myself. Glasses fire. Um, I do have one more thing, I think. Uh, we start out this minute. I have two more things. We start out this minute. The Jesus is still in his freak-out yes. mode, right? He's like, you got mm-hmm. a date Wednesday, baby. Woo! You know? And he goes, like, sashaying off. Yes. Back to his own lane. But he's like, he and Liam, and I expect a little bit more out of Liam, because acting ability aside, I think Liam's got a little more decorum, bowling or otherwise, about him than the Jesus does. They walk right behind this poor lady who's trying to bowl. She's just, like, gone and released. She's releasing the ball, and they're just walking right behind her. And that is a huge, huge no-no. You fucking wait. You wait. The also, per- dude. No, so <laughs> you're you're saying, right? Well, she had released the ball. You don't go walking through there. Like once, once well, they're there and they're set, they have from it's you imagine there's force fields on either side of their lane until they release it and then they come back yeah, and then not- you can do. And even then, you don't walk. You don't walk along the front like that. You just don't do it. When have you ever well, done that? The Jesus does it, though. Right. Because he's Mr. Cock of the Block. What I'm saying is I right. expect a little more out of Liam. You know, Liam well, Neeson can't. should know he better. Has to, he just has to uh, keep he's up a, with his friend, though. He's like a toady, right? Like, he's, he's just going to do that. Fucking follower. He's like, he has no way to not do that. Yeah, but there's he just was, no way. He's helpless. He was trying to hold the Jesus back. Like, you, we see him make an effort. Yeah, that's true. You know, and you would expect him to have a little bit that more true. Uh, awareness of the etiquette here. But I'm just saying, that's pretty shitty. Like, she just really, and they're walking right behind her, like, three feet behind her, like, boom. It's just crappy. It's crappy manners. Really crappy manners. Like, seriously, think about times you have bowled. Have you ever done a shitty thing like that? No, but I've never said, are you ready to be fucked, man? I say that all the time. Are you well, kidding me? I've never me? said it before th- this movie. I've never said it as a genuine thought to someone. Um, maybe not those. Ex- maybe the sentiment. No. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit. Maybe not. I'm just saying, as a person, two people who bowl all the time, you would expect them. To have a little bit more decorum. And also, I just wanted to say, we get to laugh at all the silly nihilist Germans and their shitty use of English. We fuck you ups instead of we fuck you up. We fuck you ups. 
Because I always kind of thought it was, we fucks you up. But it's, we fuck you ups. <laughs> we fuck you ups. I don't think I quite <laughs> process that. Yes, it's hard to process. Because you, you know, like, they establish how they don't speak perfect English. But you assume it's going to be, we fucks you up. Because, like, you tense the verb wrong, the verb being mm-hmm. fuck. That can be explained. Like, that's understandable. But we fuck you ups? <laughs> We fuck you ups now. Now that's well, funny. Yeah. Maybe because there's more than one of them, right? <laughs> Maybe, but they there's don't. There's a fuck you up for each person. <laughs> Walter, dude, and the Donnie. Right. But they've already pluralized the we. but So they don't get the difference between the we is referring to the number of you. And the up is where they're going to be fucked. So you don't need to pluralize that. I'm just saying it's funny. It's it is funny. funny. We would, hey. And Walter reassures Donnie like a child. <laughs> yes, like a child. No, man, these are men are nihilists. It's nothing to be uh-huh. worried about. Except you being the most physically active of all of us and the youngest are going to succumb to a heart attack. Isn't that how it always goes, Brad? That's how it goes. It's not just that. You know, genetics plays a huge part in it. Huge part. And sometimes they take the most beautiful and special ones of us first. That's very much true. And you're sent out onto the poop deck. Next time on Gutter Balls. It's not fair! There! Who's a fucking nihilist around here? 